Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, and boy, does it feel good to be back in the studio, a.k.a. my closet. And I am here with my co-host, the super esteemed Matthew Henry. Say hello, Matthew. Oh my f***ing God! I can't take it anymore! This whole season is just driving me fucking crazy awful defense mediocre starting pitching a bullpen that can't get a fucking out untimely hitting whenever the bases are loaded an aging roster that looks fucking old 12 and 12 against shitty teams a manager that can't seem to figure out when to take out a starting pitcher a ballpark experience that's stale creamsicle uniforms i'm tired of it all So, so you missed me, and and um, and Garrett's not as good of a co-host as me. <laughs> oh, we're going there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about Garrett: is I got to talk a lot more. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know. I, I, this is my show, and you're my co-host. That's how I think of it. So it's fine. That's fine. That's right. And you bankroll everything, so I'm okay with that little that's, dynamic. That's, that's fine. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, wow. Um, I, I, forgive uh, the rant, though, because I've been holding that in. I couldn't do it in front of Garrett. And this last week just even compounded it. And you weren't around, and I've just been holding it in. And I'm, I couldn't keep it in any longer. I had to let it out. Yeah. So. So sorry, and and you know I'm definitely going to have to bleep out a few things. I understand on my editing, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. This is what the Giants have driven me to. Well, I got to tell you, they they did look pretty bad all the way from Reykjavik. You know, they they looked <laughs> bad from Iceland. Uh, they when, when they bad. look bad in an igloo, you know it's bad. <laughs> they don't they don't have igloos in Iceland, but okay. <laughs> oh, they don't? <laughs> No, <laughs> I, just, I just pictured you being in like a fur coat and 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 uh, igloo the whole time you were in Iceland. That's not how it works. Well, well, so first of all, Matthew. Okay, look, it was the it's the summer, right? I was there during the solstice, and and believe it or not, the sun comes out, and and the, the, <laughs> and the temperature sets, reaches. Huh? The, the, that's right. It never goes down. In fact, I mean, it you just, were there during it, the longest day of the year. In I was in in Iceland. That's, that's I was pretty amazing. I, I tried watching the sunset at 1230 uh, in the morning on the solstice, and uh, I just gave up because it just kind of hung there. You know, like usually when you watch a sunset here in normal world, it goes down, uh, it goes down and it, and it actually goes down fairly quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, it, the sun just hung there. It was beautiful, though. I was standing on the bay of, of Reykjavik. I, I don't I, I don't know if the bay is called the Bay of Reykjavik, but there's this big huge bay and the sun was setting right perfectly aligned with the the the, the mouth of the bay uh, against the city and um, and it just hung there. It hung there forever kind of like is it going to go down? Is it not going to go down? It was kind of like is are the giants good? Are the giants bad? We don't know. And then finally I just gave up and walked away. Um, which is kind of how I feel about like watching some of these games. I just give up and walk away because you know it's like watching them lose two out of three to the Reds and, and, and an eight run second inning. Yeah, right. Like you just yeah. you're just gonna walk yeah. away. Yeah, you're just gonna be like, nope. Um, so uh, so yeah. So anyway, folks, today is Wednesday, June 29th, uh, as we record this podcast. Uh, let's see. The Giants have gone two and five since Matthew and Garrett last spoke with you, um, which is not good. Uh, to bring their record to forty and thirty-four, 
They are still in uh, third place in the NL West, five and a half games out now as, as we speak behind the Los Angeles Dodgers and four and a half games behind the San Diego Padres. In the wild card standing, they are not in. This is, I think that's the first time I've said it this season. Yeah. They are a game out of the wild card spot. So if the season were to end today, this old, broken, mediocre baseball team would not make the playoffs. Um, they would finish one game out um, behind the Braves and Cardinals along with the Padres. Uh as I said, they went. They lost two games against the Braves, both of them infuriating in different ways. Uh, then they went one and two against the Reds. Um, Tommy Pham got to wear his, had to watch his whole team wear their Pham T-shirts, and then he got to rub it in the Giants' faces in their own ballpark. Um, because I guess you're cool if you're a jerk now, and good things happen to you when you play old, mediocre, broken baseball teams. And then uh, what? What happened? Uh, they they went one and one against the, 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 the not-good Tigers and um, and uh, lost again. And I think that was the game that broke you, was, was today's game, Matthew, right? Yeah, well, especially when Kapler walks out to the mound. It is, he's got, he's got Rogers warming up in the bullpen. You know, his gut is to go to change. He walks out. He literally takes one step on the mound, says something to Wood. Wood says, yes, I got, and he turns around. The mound visit was like, was like, like, uh, like half a second. And, and then what, two pitches later, boom, home run. Now we're, now we're, we're, we're losing. And it just, um, that's the kind yeah. of stuff where I'm just I, uh, it's, I can't why take walk it out anymore, there? Ben. I can't I, I can't take yeah. it anymore. Why walk out there? I I, I literally think that Gabe, Gabe Kapler has no idea what to do with his starting pitchers. Has I not think he wants whole... to be liked. I think he wants them to think that he's their cool manager, and instead he's just got to be the guy. He's got to be confident enough that it's like, no, this is what you've gotten yourself into this predicament. We're gonna now make a change. Instead, he's all in there trying to like earn their everlasting love, and I just feel like, you know, stop with that. Obviously, your <laughs> gut was to make the change. Make the change. Well, he used to be the guy. He used to be the guy that thought the starting pitchers was just your first reliever. Right. That that's why yeah. he got that's why they hated him in Philadelphia. So now he's come full circle. Well, I guess not full circle. He's, he's got one eighty one hundred and eighty degrees, he's, yeah. He's at hundred and eighty degrees now. Uh he hasn't come full circle yet. We need him to be uh oh, we need him to be somewhere in the middle, I think. Um we need him to make the right decision at the right time. If your instinct is to pull the guy, pull the guy. Uh don't try to be his friend. Try to win the baseball game. Um yeah. Anyway, Bob, hit me with the question. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Um, I, I think everybody knows by now uh, that I've been I've been on a journey the last few weeks. Uh, I spent two weeks on the island of Kauai uh, suffering from COVID, and then and then <laughs> I, uh, after having recovered from COVID, I got back on an airplane and I flew. After a brief stop here in the Bay Area, I flew flew to Iceland. And uh, today I've made a cocktail in honor of of those two locations. I have a blueberry rum old fashioned that I made using Koloa uh, golden rum. I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I'd bought one of those sampler packs that you can get. You know, that's like you go to a distillery and you can buy like a sample pack of all the different things that they make. And at least they do that at some spots. They do it at the Koloa Rum Factory in in Hawaii on Kauai anyway. Uh, and, uh, so I, I used the golden rum as the base of my old fashioned. And then while I was in, uh, Iceland, I resisted the huge temptation to buy yet another gin because they make all kinds of gin in Iceland. Like drinking in Iceland is, is a huge pastime. And I think that's because it's so darn cold there. I was there during the height of, well, during the beginning of summer, and the temperature never reached 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, I think the hottest it's ever been on Iceland, I looked it up, is 87 degrees <laughs> in one particular location on the island, and that was in 1939. 
So when people tell you they call it Iceland because they want to trick you and make you think that it's not as beautiful and great there as it is, um, that's BS. I mean, it's always cold there, right? <laughs> um, but it's beautiful. So my impression of Iceland is it's beautiful and it's cold. And they make a lot of liquors. And so one of the things that they make is a blueberry liqueur. I believe they call it blueberja liqueur, something like that. They don't say it like a Russian. They say it like an Icelander. <laughs> Blueberja. Blueberja? I don't know. Anyway, I use that as my syrup instead of a instead of a simple syrup. I did about three quarters of an ounce of that. And then I put in a little bit of lemon bitters and a drop of Peychaud's bitters. Uh, I expressed a lemon peel over that and then dropped the lemon peel in for garnish. And I've got two Luxardo cherries in here. And... Um, and it is very, very good. I, I will say that the, the blueberry liqueur was not sweet enough. Um, so I did add a little bit of simple syrup to kind of help bring the, the blueberry flavor out a little bit. Um, because the combo of the two liqueurs, the rum and the liqueur, um, kind of hid that a little bit. But um, the syrup really made it come together. And it is, it is a tasty cocktail. It's almost all gone, actually. So Did um, you make a double? I didn't make a double because I had those stupid sample bottles. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll so, teach you. I don't yeah, know. that will teach you. Buy the whole me. bottle uh, next time. Buy the whole bottle. Well, actually, you know what? I really am against those little bottles, right? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. those little bottles are horrible because either it means the, the, liqueur, is, the liquor is bad um, or you are going to want to have a double and it's not going to be there for you. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's what I'm drinking, Bob. All right. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, Bob, I've come to the point of my giant cocktails journey where I've got a lot of different booze in my liquor cabinet. And and then I think as I've mentioned in the past, you know, my garden even now has kind of a cocktail feel because I've been growing herbs to to uh to complement some of those cocktails. And so I came across a, a recipe called uh, the Old Time Sour, and thyme as in the herb thyme. And so, and I have a thyme plant out in my garden. And so this was probably the most involved cocktail that I've made in a while. Uh, uh, first, you have to make a certain uh, cinnamon thyme simple syrup. And uh, so that, which isn't hard. I mean, it just, it takes, you know, five minutes to do this, but you took a cup of water, a cup and a half of sugar, a few sprigs of thyme and a cinnamon stick. And you bring the water to a boil, you throw the sugar in, you get that to dissolve a little bit. And then you throw in the herb and the cinnamon and you let it, you let it simmer for about 10 minutes uh, under low heat. And then you take it off and let it sit for another like 15 to 20 minutes while it cools. And the, the syrup is is really good. It's got this herbal kind of hint from the thyme. And then at the end, it's got this little spiciness from the cinnamon. So good. And I've been using it in old fashions and all sorts of things now because I've got, the, I've, you know, I made a lot. So I've got this, uh, this, this simple syrup. But once you've made that, then you can put the rest of your cocktail together. And so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to take an old fashioned glass and you're going to put a couple more sprigs of thyme in the bottom of the glass. And then you're going to do half a tablespoon of chartreuse, uh, of green chartreuse. And you put that in there. That's kind of a medicinal kind of, but it's really good. I really like the, the green chartreuse. And you let it soak onto that. You get that, that thyme all soaked up. And then meanwhile, while that's doing that, in a cocktail shaker, you add two ounces of an Irish whiskey, a half ounce of elderflower liqueur, one ounce of fresh lemon juice, a half ounce of that cinnamon thyme syrup that we made, and then an egg white, and then a dash of bitters. And uh, and I put a you know good old Angostura. And so then you dry shake that. You, you put it in, you put the, the shaker, you don't put any ice in it, and you just shake it for about 10, 15 seconds to emulsify the egg. And then you add a bunch of ice in there and you shake it again for another 15 seconds or so. And then you double, oh, so before you double strain it though, into your glass, this is the fun part, you light the chartreuse on fire. So you light it up, and it, it's this kind of cool, like, bluish flame. Ooh, fire! Yeah, and then you pour, then you double strain. While it's on fire, you double strain the, your cocktail and shaker into there, putting out the fire and creating this, this wonderful cocktail. Then you throw a little bit of uh, lemon peel, uh, lemon zest on top, and another sprig of thyme and a lemon slice, 
and it is a lovely sour. It's a little bit of work, but it is a really sophisticated sour, and uh, and it allowed me to use all these different liqueurs and you know, the Irish whiskey, which I don't know if I've done since we've been on uh, a giant cocktails. So uh, overall, uh, I would give this an A. It is a really nice, refreshing cocktail. I'm gonna take a slip right now. Ah, very nice. Wow. Very nice. I, I've got a I've got a few things to say about that cocktail. I think after after a, a cocktail of that magnitude, we we need to break that down a little bit. Um, so my first question is about this simple syrup. Did you ever just go and just like drink the syrup? Just. I did after I was making it. I couldn't. I have a bottle like these bottles that have little tops on them that I put my syrups in, mm-hmm. and I made too much. For that for that bottle, like I filled it up, so I had probably about a quarter cup still left in the pan, and I might have been pretty liberal with kind of sucking <laughs> on some of that. Yeah, like it was a quarter uh, a, a quarter cup of well, syrup. Maybe maybe even not that much, but it was enough to where I could get a spoon in there and kind of lick the spoon and be be pretty good. And then I brought my son in and was like, "Hey man, taste this," and he was all like, "Yeah, that's really good." Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, too bad you'll not taste this ever again." But uh, it was it was really good. And yeah, I definitely I definitely would not have shared that. I would have drank it. I would have put it into a glass. I would have just consumed the glass, and then I would have licked yeah. the pan. Well, since then, I've put that stuff in a bourbon and a rye old fashioned. I tried a gin old fashioned with this. I mean, th- it's a pretty it's a pretty diverse uh, with that with that spice right. of the cinnamon. Man, it, it oh, it's so good, so good. Anyway, any second, other question? Second, okay, another uh, question. Well, second, second, just comment or, or quite. No, I have a question. When you light the chartreuse on fire, what color did it burn? It was like a bluish green. Yeah. 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 Sometimes that cannot be seen. So I would just warn our listeners if you're lighting a liquor on fire, sometimes the fire is invisible, especially in a very bright room. So you might not think it's on fire, but it is actually burning. So be very cognizant of the fact that you have a burning liquid. Yeah. That's a good point because it is. I mean, I could tell because I knew that I'd lit it on fire and I could see every a little faint some flame, but it was not very like visible. Right. It was faint. Right. Yeah. Also, also, we're trained professionals. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we do not recommend that you light liquors on fire in your own house. Whatever. Uh, I'm not trained at all. Light that baby up, man. Light it up. <laughs> I mean, not the house, just the cocktail, all right? Just the cocktail. Yeah, yeah just be careful, folks. Be careful, yes. folks. That's the one thing I wanted to point out is sometimes I, that I will fire say that I do invisible. have a fire extinguisher in my kitchen, you know, and uh, and not because I'm lighting cocktails on fire. It's because I'm that bad of a cook. But, uh, mm-hmm. but I do have that. So, you know, I am ready if the cocktail gets out of hand. Well, if we ever need to transition this show to something other than baseball, and given given the fact that most Giants fans don't even want to hear or talk or think about the Giants these days, that might be advisable. Maybe we could go into like a tips and tricks of like you know how to take you know how to be safe in your home, and one of those is to always have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen and on every level of your house, uh, at least at least every level of your house, and make yep, sure that yep. everybody knows where they are and how to use them. And on that note, Matthew, how come the Giants pitching is so inconsistently frustrating? <laughs> First of all, I'm tired of talking about this. Like, I, I hearken back to preseason when we had filled it out, and there was such, I was so optimistic. Mm-hmm. I was like, gosh, you know, I mean, Alex Cobb is an upgrade over Cueto and, you know, and Dave Sclafani and Wood are coming off really strong seasons and Rodon could possibly be an upgrade over Gosman and, you know, Webb's going to, you know, continue to be Webb. And we were right about a couple things on there, but Brandon Belt was going to play. I don't know. What did you say? 140 games. Oh, there's no way I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I wrote that down, but but we'll we'll keep going. <laughs> why are you trying gonna, to be? Why are you trying to kick me when I'm down, man? Why why you got to do that? I don't uh, know. Well, I did say I did say that the Giants were well against my against my very better judgment. I I, I said the Giants were going to win 96 games. Well, yeah, and well, that's what happens when you start drinking. But I think uh, it's you know when you ask what's wrong with the pitching, you know. <sighs> 
I know that when, like when you dig into the metrics, you can be like, well, their FIP is better than their ERA, suggesting that they're you know better off and that they're just getting bad luck and that you know maybe defense is definitely playing a factor into some of this, but the pitching is still really strong. And I don't care anymore. I don't care about the metrics. I just want freaking results. I just want wins. And and I'm tired of losing to the freaking Cincinnati Reds, and I'm tired of losing to Detroit Tigers who have no business winning that game. And I just, I'm tired, Ben. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. See, I, I you, guess... you can't even like. See, look, we've we've done the impossible. We've quieted Ben. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they're so inconsistent, uh, but I, but I definitely agree with you that it, it's past the time of like trying to break it down and, and figure it out. I do feel very confident that the Giants' defense is bad, and and the one thing I, I do feel like there was a period of time, uh, at least a couple weeks ago, where it seemed like the defense was coming together. Uh, Slater being back has helped. Um, you know, Yaz is a good corner outfielder. I think he struggles a bit in the center field spot, so it's nice to have Slater be there uh, when they can use him in center field. But but overall, I still think that defensively, this is a a, a bad team. Um, the you know and and it's what's also clear to me is that the organization does not value defense right the organization yeah. values hitting and they would much rather have a guy who sitting in triple a not even on the 40-man roster um who might be able to hit a little bit for you maybe sometime in the future um, than having a great defensive center fielder, which is why they traded Duggar for, uh, I don't even remember the name of the guy from the Rangers, but, <clears throat> you know, he's... Um, so, yeah, so what's clear to me is is that, like, we can't count on the defense getting any better, right? The, the defense is is going to be shaky at best. And and I think for, for pitchers like Tyler Rogers and other guys and the entire giant squad that actually tries to encourage line drives and ground balls, that's a really bad thing. It's a bad thing to have a bad defense when your pitching team your pitchers are built around not strikeouts, but ground balls and line drives. It's a bad combo. Uh, I don't know why the Giants seem to to think that's a you know superior. I guess they're just trying to keep home runs down, uh, and they don't care about pitching strikeouts. I don't know, but um, so I, I think that's you know I mean I think that's one reason why it, it's so inconsistent. I, I think it is the defense. I think the other reason that it's inconsistent is just that a lot of guys that were really good last year are not good this year. And so, like, I, I I don't think that we can say that Anthony Desclafani has had any good games. Maybe maybe he's had one good game this season. Well, I think he's that's only not, had five starts. So, yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, well, not... he's... That's not inconsistent. That's just bad. <laughs> yeah. He's just bad, right? I mean, T-Bone, Disco, whatever you want to call him, he's just been bad this year. Um, and that's really scary because he just signed a three-year contract and he's in year one of that. Right. At least when I'm moaning and groaning about Tommy LaStella, I can at least tell myself there's only one more year. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like this is this is frustrating. And 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 and, it, it, you know, you want to kind of look for the silver lining. But the but at the end of the day, you know, all of these sabermetric stats are are really great but you know what the stat that really only matters is wins and losses and when it comes to to pitching and, and, and offense the runs that the sorry the, the the real stat that only matters is runs surrendered and runs scored and and the defense side is giving up too many runs and the offense is not scoring enough and and it's created a very mediocre result uh that is very very frustrating and um, 
I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm with you. I don't, I don't see the bright, sunny, uh, you know, outcome. I, like, well, and- I, I feel, I feel like I'm still in Iceland, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's still it's, cold. It's, it's still cold. It's foggy. It's overcast. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it eleven p.m.? Is it two p.m.? I can't tell the difference, Matthew. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. I'm trapped here in this windy, windy, strange land where everybody's eating, you know, fermented shark and and uh, and uh, <laughs> and and I just I just can't see my way home. I I can't find the old familiar fog of San Francisco. I'm trapped in the overcast skies of. Reykjavik, surrounded by evil Vikings. They're not evil. They're they're, they're quite nice people, but you know, yes. metaphor. Metaphor, exactly. And you know, as you were talking about the defense, I feel like you know, there's two types of bad defense. There's the kind that that definitely shows up in the box score, right, where you're kicking balls, and and then there's the then there's the kind of defense that doesn't show up in box scores, where the range and 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 bad routes and things like that. Are you know all of a sudden hits you know and and not outs uh, and then there's just the mental part of defense which is what really is infuriating. I mean, I think in one of the games this this week, you know, Yaz threw to second base instead of the cutoff man and allowed a run to score. You know, just those. I mean, those are kind of, as a former little league coach. I mean, those are the things that you drive. I mean, we spent hours practicing hitting the freaking cutoff, man. Like, I mean, just the fundamentals of baseball that they have been learning since they were 10 years old. And yet they're forgetting them. And it's just it's so frustrating to see a team that just, you know, it's one thing to. Yeah, you put a guy out on on in second base who's a better offensive guy than a defensive guy, and you're hoping that he he produces more runs than he gives up. And and I get that on a purely kind of logical base, but then you've got you, you you've got these other things where you're giving up runs that shouldn't be given up just by playing good fundamental baseball, and it's hard to defend that. And I just you know I don't. So I guess the if I'm going to maintain my eternal optimism, it's that's an area where they can improve. I mean, you can't improve range, you know, so to speak. You can't really improve, you know, if you're not used to playing center field, maybe the only way you improve is by playing center field, but it, you don't want to do that in the middle of a pennant race. I mean, I, I feel like the only thing that we can improve is the good fundamentals. And yet, I, you know, so maybe there's some chance for improvement there. I think the other thing that really maddens me is this is last year, even though we had some hiccups with the starting pitching, the bullpen after the first couple of weeks of the season was our strength. And this year, the bullpen is just all over the place. And, you know, outside of maybe Dominic Leone, uh, you know, it's Brebbia has actually been okay. But then you get like, you know, Tyler Rogers is probably the most snake bit pitcher in the league. I mean, he probably leads the universe in in like soft hits. You know, I mean, how many like I mean, it just, you know, like uh, I want, I'm thinking back to the movie Major League when um, Willie Mays Hayes in his first at bat, like he, you know, he checks his swing on an inside pitch and all of a sudden the ball dribbles down the line and he's like, oh, and he runs to first because he's so fast and he you know, all of a sudden he's on first. I feel like that's every at bat for Tyler Rogers, right? Like every at bat is these excuse me swings that just happen to find a hole and all of a sudden he's got bases loaded and nobody out. You know, or, you know, he hits a ground ball and some guy boots it. You know, he gets a ground ball and some guy boots it or something. And it's just, it's, so it's not all his fault, but it's just like, I just, it's moments like that. And I've had this love-hate relationship with Rogers since last year. It's just, when you can't strike guys out, your only defense, well, the only way you can get guys out is by relying on your defense. And, and, and these soft hit balls are just either not finding the right defender or not finding a defender at all. And it's just really frustrating. And so it just leads me to believe that he can't be the guy that we rely on in a late inning crunch. We just, you know, he, he's maybe he's a fifth or sixth inning guy and not a seven or eight inning guy. And, and I just, but we don't have anybody that we can fill that role. And so, you know, the trade deadline's coming up. 
And and Zaidi was, you know, uh, interviewed and said that, you know, that you can expect some movement, maybe even sooner rather than later. Well, I want it to be sooner, damn it. Like, go get whoever you're going to get, whether it's, you know, some, you know, I don't know. I know Pittsburgh's got a reliever that could be really helpful. Uh, Cincinnati's starting pitchers you know, are still who seem to have a, you know, maybe that's one way we can we can beat the Reds is by getting, you know, their pitchers on our side, because, uh, you know, whatever it is, we need to do something and we can't just stand past on this team they can't hit that molly guy tomorrow that's right yeah and like go get him man well yeah i mean they should have gotten him before he got to pitch against them again <laughs> um but uh, well i yeah I, well first of all i, I think it's you know I, I do want to point out that you said the only hope that the giants have to improving their um their their defense is to to get smarter um, and uh, and play more intelligent ball. I, I don't know that that getting smarter is really an option either. Um, I, I will also say that, uh, you know, I, I wonder about Tyler Rogers. If your thesis is that Tyler Rogers needs to be needs to have a strong defense behind him, particularly middle infield, and really, I guess anywhere, right? I mean, he needs he needs to have a good first baseman and third baseman as well, right? To take care of those all of those dribblers that that come off of um, the you know his opponent's bats. There really doesn't seem to be any good inning for him to play for the Giants, right? <laughs> like you, one, you cannot bring him into a situation where there's runners on base. Right. Right. Yeah. Because because now he has to be perfect and 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 you can't have a dribbler that Tyro Estrada can't handle uh, because that's going to allow a run to score. Right. You know, Tyler Rogers is he's at his best when he starts with a clean inning because he has maximum chances for badly hit balls to turn into outs. So. If Tyler, you know, so my my question is, can Tyler Rogers and his ability be maximized by the Giants at all with their with their horrible defense? And if not, would it behoove them to actually trade Tyler Rogers? Which is ridiculous. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, that is ridiculous. How about trade like somebody that we could. Actually, well, no, you can't trade Longoria, you can't trade Crawford, you can't trade Listella, you can't trade Belt. So yeah, well, and we're not going to trade. We're not going to trade for anybody that makes us better defensively. Like we know that <laughs> because Farhan will not do it. Farhan thinks gloves are useless, and he only wants bats. Right. That's why he got rid of Duggar. That's why he got rid of Dubon. Like you know. He wants guys that can hit the ball. He doesn't care if you can catch. So they're not getting any better defensively. We didn't get Yarmin Mercedes to improve our defense. We didn't get that guy from the Rangers to improve our defense. Those guys are both DHs or bad outfielders. And uh, so it's clear that the defense is not going to get any better by bringing somebody in. So the only hope is strikeout pitchers. Right. I mean, and yeah. you, you really have to rebuild this whole rotation if you want strikeout pitchers, because how many strikeout pitchers do the Giants have? I mean, Wood sometimes can have he had a good strikeout game today. Uh, you got Logan. But, Webb, yeah, no, I mean, that's it's, it's, it's Rodon, Duvall. Rodon and Cobb when he's healthy, maybe uh, nobody else is considered a strikeout pitcher. I mean, they're they're contact, you know, pitch to contact ground balls. You know, all of our starting pitchers, you know, they I think we lead the league in a home runs allowed, like fewest home runs allowed. Uh, so we keep the ball in the park, but we still allow contact and you got to be able to field those balls. Which which the Giants for this year can't do. And, and you know, my argument was, well, you know, Stephen Duggar was a huge part of that last year. Right. Yeah. Stephen, du- Stephen Duggar was a huge part of the Giants defense last year. Uh, along with some other guys that that um, you know, Talkman most notably, um, that aren't with the organization, and Stephen Duggar isn't with the organization anymore either, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the only hope at this point is, yeah, let's go find some some late innings guys that can strike people out, like Camilo can. 
right? Yeah. Who I think arguably at this point has been our most consistent guy. Has he, he's blown, I think, I know he blew the save on opening day and the Giants won that game anyway. How many other blown saves does Camilo have? Oh, I don't know. You're going to make me go look that up? I don't know. No, I'll look it up. I'll look it up while I'll tell you that um, Brandon Belt can miss one more game for the rest of the season. Um, and you still have a chance of your your pick for the number of games that Brandon was going to play this year to being true. Uh, the over the over and under that we put for Brandon Belt was 110. Okay. So I knew it wasn't 140 because I wasn't that drunk. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It was 105 was the over under. Okay. I went over. You, you, went, uh, you, yeah. you went over and then we also both made an exact guess. Your exact guess, Matthew was 125. He can play he can miss one more game. And and then play he has to play every single game for the rest of the season. To hit 125? To hit 125. Well, I that's still have an So I, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, baby, you're still in it. Uh, I will tell you this, we also both said that uh, Joey Bart was going to finish ahead of Seiya Suzuki in the uh, rookie of the year uh, voting. Uh, if we change that to, to Gonzo, I think that's almost going to be certain to be true. Uh, Suzuki has not been all that in a bag of chips, but but he's certainly been better than Joey Bart. Uh, let's see. Camilo, blown saves, blown saves. Where are blown saves? Um, I don't know. He's got 12 saves. His ERA plus is 140. His whip is 1.1. Uh, he strikes out uh, a 10 batters per nine innings, 11, sorry, almost 11 batters per nine innings. Well, anyway, I, 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 I can't find it. I don't want to look for it, but I think Camilo has at worst two blown saves. Uh, and as I said, he strikes out 11 batters per nine innings. Uh, and then I think Dominic Leone is also, is also up there on the strikeouts. But other than that, it's the rest of our, um, relievers don't strike people out. And and that just seems to be a really bad mix when you got a bunch of um, really old men um, who can't move uh, playing defense for you or really slow dudes who could never move playing in the outfield. Um, and and your, your theoretical starting second baseman has to be a DH because he's so injured. Um, you know, the, the, I, I think the only hope for, for really improving the defense and, and the Giants pitching woes is to increase strikeouts. And you're really only going to do that by bringing in new people. So I have a candidate for you. Okay. For this trade so David, right. Bed, David Bednard from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, I'm looking at bad teams that have really good players. Uh, 11, no, 12.48 Ks per nine innings. Yeah. His average fastball sits at 97. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the kind of difference maker I want to see. And last year, we didn't get that, right? Last year, we went Chris Bryant and uh, and arguably could have used another firearm in the bullpen you know, in the playoffs, right? Um, although, you know, I guess Chris Bryant was like one of our only offensive uh, threats in the playoffs. But I digress. I, I think that that's the kind of guy that we need to get. We need to go after a guy that's proven, that can blow people away. And that combined with Camilo, Bednar and Camilo would be a pretty awesome combination. Oh, he is definitely getting traded, folks. He's 27 years old. His whip is 0.877. He, um, he he walks two and a half guys per nine innings compared to a strikeouts of, Matthew said, 12 and a half per nine innings. He, his ERA plus right now is 238. That means he's 138% better than your average major league pitcher right now. Um, he has pitched in 22, uh, sorry, 28 games this season, pitching 35 innings. <laughs> Matthew, I'm, I'm salivating. Yeah, uh, right? You know, this guy's he's too good, though. He's The Giants will never get him. Somebody else is going to just spend more than the Giants are willing to spend. Wow. Uh, but no, I mean, the Pirates definitely trading this guy. I wonder how many years of arbitration he has. Left. He's still he's got a couple still. of options left, from what I remember. He's got a couple of options left. It's going to cost a lot to get him, for sure. For sure. But I no, I, hey, yeah, let's get him today. 
that's the kind of dream, right? I mean, and uh, I guess that's kind of the 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 big question mark is how how invested are the Giants on this season, and how are they? going to balance that versus their long-term plan for prospects, you know, impacting the major league club. Uh, You know, I think most teams would probably go all in on a team that's, you know, on pace to win 90 games or whatever and, and, and have a chance to do well in the playoffs because how often does that happen? But I think the Giants are different. I think Zaidi and his history with the Dodgers is, you know, we're, no, we're not going to build a team that's good now. We're going to build a team that's good now and in the future. And I think in that respect, they're probably not going to behave like the typical team that's, um, you know, in, in the playoff hunt. Um, having said that, They've gotten guys in the past, right? I mean, we've gotten Chris Bryant. We, you know, we, uh, and, and, you know, what I thought, what I mentioned last week with, with Garrett was one of the key things from last year was getting Watson, you know, a late in the season and uh, really fortifying the bullpen in a way that we didn't even know that that was going to be something so important. And so, my feeling is that's the kind of move that Zaidi is going to make, right? He's going to really kind of look for those kind of guys that's going to maybe be an improvement on a Latell or a, or a Garcia or, you know, and not really go for the top line kind of guy. But man, I'd really like it if they did. It would be, um, you know, and I guess, I guess it depends on what the Pirates are asking for. Um, and, and, you know, they should be asking for a lot, right, for a guy like that. But, you know, again, relievers aren't as 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 expensive as uh you know power hitters so you know maybe maybe you're able to get them for a couple of prospects that you know we can afford to lose i I don't know but you know it'll be interesting to see how how are how deep are we into this and how much do the the zaidi and the giants want to um want to go all in on on the season i think i don't know i think that extra round of the playoffs really really kind of changes the equation Right. Because it used to be like if you if you have a chance to make the playoffs, you take it. Right. Because like, you know, if you're in the playoffs, you really have a strong chance of winning the World Series. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but now with this extra round where where if you're one of these lower qualifiers, you know, you have to go through a, a much more you know difficult journey than than the teams ahead of you. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's as worth it as it was, right? When half of Major League Baseball makes makes the postseason, I, I don't know that it's worth to invest as much, especially for a team that is really focused on building for the future, as the Giants are. They they have really not been willing to to give up some of these higher rated prospects. Um, but as you say, maybe they can put together a package of enough of mid-level guys that will make an organization like the Pirates make the deal. Um, you know, I don't think the Pirates are historically a very intelligent team when it comes to, to doing things like these. So so maybe they could be hoodwinked, uh, you know, and and maybe there's, a, maybe there's a place where the Giants feel like they have a lot of depth and so they could afford to send some higher, higher chips for it. But... You know, I, I think it also begs the question, is it enough? You know, is it enough, like, to get one good, strong reliever? You well, know, I I, I... I think where it's enough, I mean, obviously you have to get to the postseason, but where something like that makes an immediate impact is in the postseason. And you've got these, you know, short series, and you've got, you know, maybe a rotation of three starting pitchers. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like the more bullets you have in your bullpen in the postseason, the, the better. So, in that respect, yeah, I think it's worth it, um, and and it's better than relying on a guy like you know, like like Rogers or McGee, especially relying on McGee to be that eighth inning guy when you know he's you know you never know what version of McGee you're going to get, and um, and so I just feel like that they have to do something. They can't just yeah. leave it, uh, leave it to what well, we have. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Like I just look at things like like Anthony Desclafani and that you know that bleep show um, that uh, you know like I 
I don't know, right? Like, I, 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 like, how do you, how do you make up for that? Because to me, it looks like that's a bad contract. That he's a waste. Like, well, I don't the know. Giants What's... can afford to eat that contract, though, Ben. I mean, they're 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 so far under what their projected payroll was supposed to be, and sure, you know, sure, but will they? So... Will they? You only eat a contract when you DFA a guy. Yeah. Would they DFA him now? I don't think so. I, I think they're committed to T-Bone for at least this year. Oh, oh at least. For and the, I, yes, I, think, I agree. Yeah, they're not going to DFA him now. And I think that they probably well, feel like they Well, which means he takes up a roster spot. He takes up a roster spot, though. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and, and, like, and, and he's, he's unreliable. He, I don't, I, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done with him. Like, I just don't think that, you know, like, I appreciate what he did for the Giants last year. It was fantastic. But given what he has done this season, either there's something seriously, seriously wrong with him and his body. Or it's just he doesn't have it anymore, and and maybe they can fix it. Maybe they can't. But like it's been it's been a it's been a lot of baseball season, and he's been a lot of bad. So you're, so you're and saying that that disco is dead? I'm saying <laughs> that disco is dead. That is correct. I'm calling it disco is dead. Uh, you know, like and and how do they fix that problem? Like, you know, like you got to carry him on the 40 man roster. You know, they are going to do that for the rest of the season. Maybe they figure out that unless they, they, you know, again, like he's injured. He's not quite what he needs to be. Maybe there's some, we don't know, but I, yeah, I wouldn't Mm. put it past them to be like, Hey, man, you've got this dead shoulder. Let's put you on the 60 day IL. And he's he's definitely got an, he's definitely got a, uh, he's definitely got an injury, man. Yeah. He's got, he's got whiplash. That's right. right. Yeah. His, his whip is inflamed. (laughs) His whip is super inflamed to the point of whiplash. Yes, and that is correct. So, so definitely could 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 use some time on the yeah. long term IL. I mean, the good news is Jacob Junis is coming back, and so hopefully he will continue to be the pitcher that that he has been this season. Right. Well, yeah, but, the good news I heard Susan Slusser today from the uh, the San Francisco Chronicle say that apparently he's on track. Uh, he's fat. His hamstring hamstring is is healing a lot faster than they had hoped. Uh, that he's getting close to facing live pitching or live hitting rather, and uh, he may be back as early as mid July, which would okay. be a huge, huge bonus for us. Okay, so for the optimists out there, Jacob Junis is coming back. We're gonna trade somebody for this Bednar guy from the Pirates. It's gonna be it's gonna be the perfect deal because the Pirates are stupid, um, and they're gonna take somebody. Or they'll that's... get the next Brian Reynolds for you know <laughs> from us. <laughs> True, true. I mean, so they might want to trade with us because it's been good to them in the past. You know? That's 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 true. That is true. Um, so that's how we fix the. But that's how we fix the pitching staff. But Matthew, like I'm the pessimist in the family. We both know that. Yes. Um, I have another thesis about the Giants, the 2022 Giants. And that is, they only have one good ball player on the offensive side. There's only one good giant. Really? Yeah, there's one. One good San Francisco giant. And that is Mike Yastrzemski. Hmm. As Mike Yastrzemski goes, so go the Giants on offense. When Mike's hitting, the Giants score lots of runs. And all of this bad defense and bad pitching just doesn't matter as much. When Mike's not hot, the Giants suck. Um, he's the only guy that can play every day, literally the entire organization. I think from (laughs) all of them way down to double A or sorry, all the way down to rookie league. Mike Yastrzemski is the only major league is the only player the giants have in their entire organization that can play every day. He is a strong corner outfielder defensively. He's a decent center fielder. He's got a great arm. He's got a he's he's he comes prepared every single day. He is the heart and soul of the San Francisco Giants. And when he's good, the Giants are good. And when he's bad, the Giants are bad. And that's a lot to put on one player. That's my thesis. The Giants don't have anybody else. It's all Mike Yastrzemski. Well, that 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 theory may have merit, considering he has struggled this last month, and the Giants have too. So, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm going to say that that that's probably true because, uh, I mean, gosh, this team is so built around the platoon situation and relying on old guys to produce, and it all came together beautifully last year, and this year we're 
we're kind of, you know, treading water in a lot of those areas. And yeah, I, I, you know, what you say is, is true. I think, I think, you know, the, when Yastrzemski is hitting, he's, you know, driving in runs, he's, he's, he's putting a lot of pressure on the defense and, you know, with walks and, and all of that. Um, yeah. What happens though, when he's not going well, right. And, they lose. And they lose. And and I'm just I'm I'm sitting here thinking of like who could pick up that slack. And I, the immediate answer to me is like Brandon Belt, you know, who has recently, you know, now he's playing every day and, and getting back from his injury. And, and according to you, is going to play every day for the rest of the season. Correct, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's gonna yep. get to his hundred and twenty-five games. And Correct. uh and and in that respect, he sh- that means he should hit like over thirty home runs, and um, which clearly is not going to happen. And and so, you know, I apologize for my drunken optimism or in preseason. You know, preseason, you say things because you're just you're just so excited about the possibilities, and Look, and and you have a couple of drinks, and it's just everything seems right in the world, and nothing can go wrong. And then I, you know, I, you, you even forget that the guy you're talking about, you know, gets concussions by walking in the outfield and getting hit by balls, and you know, just you know, gets COVID three times, and just you know, I mean, you forget that that's the guy you're talking about. And so, and and I'm the biggest captain fan. I love Brandon Belt, but uh, clearly we can't rely on him to be Brandon Belt. And and I think that this season, unless he turns it around real fast is his last in a Giants uniform. And yeah. and and so that's kind of sad in itself now that I think about it. So thank you for 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 bringing me down that to be uh, depressed, you're, but you're you're welcome. You're welcome. But um, you're right, good... we don't have anybody else. Like I can't think of I mean Longoria is starting to heat up a little bit now that he's playing, you know, but we I don't would... have anyone. That's like I mean Luis Gonzalez was kind of the guy and then he gets hurt. And then and then and then he may not even come back to the club because he's the only guy with options. So, you know, he's going to be in sac- be the hottest guy in Sacramento before we know it. And so like 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 then now I'm thinking like like if I'm a new Giants fan, whose jersey am I buying? Like like I like who you who whose jersey are you gonna buy on this team? Like I I mean Austin wins like that that's gonna like sell those ones are gonna go flying out the window. Like I just I. Oh man, you, screw you, Ben. Man, now I'm even more depressed than I was at the beginning of this podcast, and that was saying something. So, my work here is done. Uh, I'm supposed to be the optimistic one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I just well look. I'm supposed to be the one who lives in reality land, um, which is why I have a lot more games that Brandon Belt can miss, and I can still hit my number. He's not going to play 110 games. But that was my guess. But I still got, I still got like fifteen more games that he could miss and still hit that one. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, 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 um, my point is, is that it, about about Yaz is like you were asking who else is there. Well, there's Brandon Crawford, right? Brandon is is Brandon had a career year last year, and nobody would have expected him to follow that up with the same kind of year. Unfortunately, he's followed it up with one of his first worst years. Um, he's not quite as bad as he was in 2019, but he's not great. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that this, uh, this, this trip to the IL is the, 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 the elixir that he needs. I'm hoping that, you know, he can come back and be a reasonable facsimile of the Brandon Crawford. We, we know and love, uh, but, prior i mean he's looking slow and looking uh you know not he's not even as sure-handed in the field as he was as we've known him to be and so yeah i don't know if brandon crawford is gonna be the the answer this year and but we don't have anyone behind him right now our emergency shortstop behind tyro Estrada is donovan walton right mm-hmm. so uh, you know th- that was kind of the case last year right we had doobie you know but then it was uh it was it was donovan solano was our back uh, backup so i guess they like guys named donovan to be mediocre backup shortstops because that's that's our plan right now and so i, I yeah i just i mean our old guys are playing like old guys ben 
that's what it is. I mean, the old guys are playing like old guys. I mean, the good news there is, is that, you know, we've all seen Crawford and, and Belt uh, play much better. And there's no reason that they couldn't play much better this year, right, to finish the season. Um, you know, it, it, so the, I, I think that is that is the hope, right, that those guys at least turn it around a little bit. And they don't even have to be as good as they were last year. They just have to be better than they've been this year. Yeah, And I don't right? I don't think that's the hope. I think that's the plan. Right. No, I mean, you're right. Yes, I mean, that is the plan. That's it. It's either that they is. play better and we win or they don't. And this is a really frustrating season. Because there's no there's nobody in AAA that you're going to bring up to replace someone like Brandon Crawford. You know, there's yeah. no one that we're going to trade for. You're just not going to get rid of Brandon Crawford. You're just not. And so right. he's got to play better or it's going to be a long season. Yeah, and I think my point about Mike Yastrzemski is that, you know, my point is is that there is there are no other options, right? Like, unless you're willing to trade a significant portion of your up-and-comers, which I do not think the Giants are or should do, um, you're just not going to find another everyday player. You're just not. Like, there there are no answers here. This is the team that the Giants are going to roll with for the rest of the season. Yeah, they, they might make some magical moves. They, they might find somebody that, that fits in, and they finally catch lightning in a bottle, right, like they've been trying to, trying to do with, with a lot of these guys like Mercedes and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, the, the, the main point is, is that you're not going to find another Mike Yastrzemski um, you know, the next Mike Yastrzemski is going to be a young guy who comes up from the, or- the bottom of the organization. And those are the guys whose jerseys you buy. You know, I, I mean, you can't even I wouldn't even I mean, I would probably buy a Yaz jersey just because it's cool to have Yastrzemski on the back of your jersey. That's just yeah. cool. That's that's the right? one that I would buy, too, for sure. And but I mean, I would buy a Camilo Duvall shirt jersey. That's my guy. Right. And I think, you know, yeah, I Logan mean, Webb, you know, maybe in that conversation, Webb, too. Right. right? Yeah, I think those are those are the the core of your team right now. It isn't, you know, I mean, I, I don't know that this is the time to have this discussion, especially since we're running up against the hour here. But maybe sometime in the future, we should talk about what is Mike Yastrzemski's future with the Giants. He's 31 years old, so he's on the older side. But, you know, he's still a good ball player. Right. Oh, and he's and, under team control for like four more years. I mean, he got such a late start that there's he's not even going to be a free agent for a while. So yeah, I think so. He's basically he's basically never going to be a free agent in his career. Right. He's going to be. You know. I mean, he he got such a late start that he will wow, never. Folks, do not do a deal with the Baltimore Orioles. They are just evil. <laughs> they're just they're just not they're they're so they're so bad. You get drafted by the Orioles, just sit out. Yeah, like especially <laughs> especially if you're good. Like, especially if you have potential, they just don't, they don't know how to get it out of you. Like, you know, they had Yermin Mercedes in their organization at the same time that they had Mike Yastrzemski. And they're not too different in age, right? They're only two years apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, I mean, there's some really bad organizations in baseball. Man, the Orioles are one of them. The Pirates are one of them. Oh, man. And the, and the, the Angels. Angels. <laughs> hey, they know how to fight, though. Oh, my oh. goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make this an Angels podcast, though, too. There was a yesterday, a couple days, or I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was today, uh, or I mean, the day before, but Mike Trout was just, just sitting in center field watching his relieving, relief pitcher uh, tip his pitches and get torched, and he's literally out there in the outfield, like, demonstrating how he's tipping his pitches. Is that right? right? I missed that. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. So that's how things are going in Los Angeles. But just be like, that was the point, just calling time out and running in off the mound from center field. To tell him not to do that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think Mike was doing that. It, to me, it looked like a guy who thought like there's like nobody. I don't. Nobody in this organization knows what they're doing. Right. Yeah. I will say yeah. this though. I mean, like you know, they got Shohei Otani, they got Mike Trout, but you know what? Those guys chose to be Angels. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I don't feel sorry for either of them. No. Nope. Quite frankly. They chose they chose that organization, and there were no secrets about how bad it was. But anyway. So it could be worse, folks, is what we're saying. I, well, season... I, mean, I think I think that's a good point because I here's optimist Matthew talking again. But I feel like, you know, we're on pace to be an above average team. We're still in the playoff hunt. And yet it feels torturous. It feels mm-hmm. like like this is the worst thing. And I think, you know, 107 wins will do that to a guy. But, 
you know, there are other teams out there that are just that would be dying for the type of success the Giants have had so far this year. So I need to keep that a little bit in perspective that, you know, we still the season's not over. We still have an opportunity to win games, uh, and and you know this is you know, one thing we've seen with Farhan Zaidi is that this is not the roster. The roster we have right now is not the roster that we will end the season with, and right. that is for sure. So, uh, I think I'm going to continue to be optimistic that the Giants are going to do something and turn. I can't even say turn it around because it's still over 500. But I think they need to play better clearly than they've played in the last you know month or two, and so. Uh, I think they will find that uh, that key and at least be competitive because you know you just you just get into the tournament, just get into the right. tournament and let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll see pl- certain players play better. You know, we just have to continue to. I think the Giants have been more hampered by injury this year than than they were even last year, and they had a lot of injuries last year. But it's like certain guys have just not been able to get going, like Lamont Wade Jr. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, um, and Brandon Belt. Yeah, they just yeah. haven't been able to. But but you know, one guy, one guy who who started the season hurt, and suddenly has been very hot. Not suddenly, but has been very good consistently. Is Longoria right? So, and there's an old guy, right? There's yeah. an old guy who's playing good ball right now. At least on you know, at least from the, the plate side, right? At least on yeah. offense. Yeah. And uh, you know, so like we just need one or two more guys to like be reasonably close to what they were last year, and. Uh, and I think the Giants have a chance. And if Mike, and you know, as long as Mike Yastrzemski, you know, can turn it back around, then we know how he impacts the team. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, then then we can just spend most of our days complaining about the bad defense. Because <laughs> that is not going away. All right. Well, so I mentioned in my rant that uh, we were 12 and 12 against teams that were uh, 500 or below. And uh, and I think last year I don't know the exact number, but it was something we were like seventy and twenty or something ridiculous against teams that were below five hundred, and um, and so uh, looking ahead to next week, we've got the White Sox, uh, Chicago White Sox, and the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, both teams under five hundred, and you know this is the stretch. That we're supposed to be taking advantage of. And, uh, you know, we need to do better going forward. And uh, so, I don't know. What do you think, Ben? White Sox? We got to split? White Sox? You know, you know uh, Tony LaRusso's team? Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they are, I think they've been scuffling recently, right? But I, I think they're in second place. They, oh, but they're three games under 500, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta kick them in the uh, in the um, in the questionables. Um, well, they're the they're four and six the in their last ten. Their run differential is negative forty five. You know, this is a team that is not good on paper, and we should be we should be beating them. Yeah, yeah, I, I think my my euphemism was questionable. We should <laughs> we should we should kick them in the testicles while they're down. Is what I <laughs> meant to say. Uh, I'm just not going to use a euphemism at all. I'm I would really like the, us. To run up the score and have some unwritten rule breaking just to see Tony Larusa lose his freaking mind. That would be that would be quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 let's make your mean Mercedes the star in one of these games just just for good measure. Like that would be like I want your mean Mercedes to come up in a route and swing on a 3-0 pitch and hit a home run. That's what I want against Tony Larusa just to see that that guy's head explode. <laughs> Correct, but but the San Francisco Giants players, no brawls, please, no brawls. You're, <laughs> yeah, all, you're too old. You're yeah. too old. You're too old. <laughs> Who's scrappy and young that we could throw out there? Uh, Austin wins, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Austin, go go lead it. Yeah, <laughs> Austin's gonna be the one guy running out there. Yeah, everybody else is be like, you know, pick. We picked our champion. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's interesting is that you know, we got two off days this week, and then we have no off days over the next. Gosh, two plus weeks. Uh, so we have three games against the Di- the White Sox Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then a four game no three game stretch against the Diamondbacks in Arizona on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, uh, and then we go straight to the Padres, uh, and then Arizona back in San Francisco, and then we host the Brewers, and then that leads us up to the All Star game. So there is no breaks from now until the All Star break. No breaks, no excuses. That's right. That's right. And we should be winning these games leading up to the All-Star break. I mean, the Milwaukee series probably be the the toughest one. But uh, darn it, 
Let's get on a run here, Ben. This is where they turn it around. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. All right. Well, hey, Bob, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us as we close this episode out? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Giant Cocktails, uh, where you can find our recipes. Uh, you can find my very complicated recipe today's. Uh, I'll put that up tomorrow uh, when we publish. Uh, make sure you can you can find Ben's old fashioned on there. Um, and then uh, and yeah, you know, have fun with us on Twitter. We're, we you know we have a lot of fun over there. I will say this last weekend, I was so depressed. I didn't really tweet that much. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm so depressed. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shake this funk, and we're gonna, we're gonna win some games. So, um, 2022 starts now. <laughs> That's right. Starts now. <laughs> I might go into the voiceover game. I go to the voiceover game. Yeah, you could be Watch on out, Fiverr Bob. yourself. That's Watch right. Watch out, Bob. I'm coming for you. You can find Ben on Fiverr. Anyway, all right. Well, Ben, it was great having you back. It was uh, fun having Garrett uh, uh, last week, and uh, but you know, it's never the same. You know, you're, you know, you, it's uh, it's always interesting having somebody new on, but it's also a little different. And um, glad to have you back, and uh, um, you know, particularly because the welcome back just isn't the same without you doing it. You know, so it's uh, it's, it's welcome back. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, We'll see you next week. Uh, Ben, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails podcast. Until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up.